What's up, guys? Rick here with something special and something that's really never been done on this channel before, and that is talking about season-long fantasy golf. Right, so this is the next step in the continuation of my commitment to season-long fantasy golf to make it mirror all of the great things about season-long fantasy football and be an advocate in this space. And there's a lot to do, but we've already made a lot of really good progress. We have, at this moment, completely filled 43 different fantasy leagues for next year. That's insane, okay? That is 454 committed players already in seven weeks out from the season actually starting in January. So 43 completely full leagues. Nine are available. There are still nine leagues that have spots left. There are 54 total spots remaining. So we have filled 454 out of 508 total spots in these leagues. Congratulations to all of you. Uh, that is a community effort. It's it's unbelievable, and there's more to come. If you want to play season-long fantasy golf that looks and feels just like fantasy football, there is a link in the description. Uh, it's a Google form. You'll fill it out. I will add your name to the interest list. And then what I do is I communicate via email when new leagues are available. Any information that needs to be distributed, it goes that way until we get a better system to be able to do this. So congratulations to all of you. So uh, we have a lot to do. We have to figure, we have to basically uh, lay the foundation of season long fantasy golf. We talk week in and week out about uh, daily fantasy, about betting, about stock market, DFS. This is a completely different animal. And we've got to talk through um, draft stuff. We've got to look at who the best and the worst players are, what volume means. Uh, all the things and all the content that you consume for fantasy football basically can all be translated to fantasy golf. And that's what we're going to do over the course of the next seven weeks until these things actually start. So uh, the Sony Open will be the first week where, where, where the vast majority of these leagues are going to begin unless one of your commissioners added the tournament of champions or something like that but that's that's what we're targeting so it's basically that second week of of january um and then of course the i'm in eight or nine different leagues already and then kind of the big one the one that we're kind of using to advocate to the one that we're using for uh the gold standard i have a lot of great updates about that people that you know are going to be in those leagues um it's hopefully going to be a really good way to showcase how great this community can be so without further ado let me just start jumping into some of the data and the differences between uh daily fantasy golf and season long golf this is a tool i whipped together that will be available on rickrungood.com and i will make a lot prettier and a lot more robust. I'm basically starting from scratch here on season-long fantasy golf. So um, we, we, we've got to talk about a few items. Fantasy points. I wanted to make the standard scoring system as close as I could to DraftKings scoring. Uh, I thought, hey, everyone has a baseline uh, understanding of what that looks like. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel. Let's just do that. Will there be pros and cons with that? Absolutely. Uh, so when I went to load that all into Fantrax, the only problem is I guess Fantrax does not necessarily get the hole-by-hole -hole stuff, so we can't do the bonuses. So it's basically identical to DraftKings scoring, except there's no birdie streak bonuses, there's no um, four rounds under 70, there, there's just no bonuses. 
it's very, very similar, right? So I think for, you know, a golfer who, you know, obviously it's different because each guy can, can kind of score differently, but, um, you know, some of the, the highest scoring weeks ever, KH Lee scored 140 regular points. Uh, I think he scored like 148 in DraftKings scoring. It's usually, and that's, and that's obviously going to be on the extreme end of things. So it's usually within a couple of points. It's very, very close. The only difference are there are no bonuses in season long fantasy golf. We also need to start getting our vocabulary in order, right? Fantasy football is much more mature in terms of its vocabulary. We we need to get that figured out here, and I'm sure it's going to evolve over time. But um, when I talk about a season in season-long fantasy golf, I'm going to be talking about the time frame from the Sony Open to the BMW Championship. That will not include any events in the fall because our schedule, our fantasy schedule, does not involve any events in the fall. It will not include the Zurich Classic because that's not included. It will not include the match play because that's not included. So when you hear me say things like, oh, this is the best season ever recorded, you're going to know that that is based on a standard fantasy golf season. It would be similar in fantasy football. You know, if your season ends before week 17, you wouldn't include week 17 fantasy stats. You wouldn't include preseason stuff. You wouldn't include the pro bowl. Do they still do the pro bowl? Anyway, you would not include all of that. So it would, when I, when you hear me talk about a fantasy season, understand that those are the constraints, everything from the Sony to the BMW championship that qualifies a qualified fantasy event makes up a qualified fantasy season. So what's a good season, right? You know, we have an idea for other sports or for an individual week on DFS, but if you are rostering and you are managing and you're owning these golfers week in and week out, like what's a good season? What's a good week? All right, let's talk about that. So um, here is everything from 2022, a 2022 season. Uh, There were actually two golfers who kind of reigned supreme here in terms of fantasy points on a per start basis on a per average. That was Patrick Cantlay and Scotty Scheffler. They both scored 79 fantasy points per start last year. Now you'll notice, and what is going to be a huge topic of conversation here shortly, is that not everyone is going to play the same number of events. You're going to have guys that play 17 times. You're going to have guys that play 24 times. You're going to have everything in between. So we're going to have to talk both on a an average basis and a total basis. So let's start with the average. These are your top golfers. This, these are the names that you would expect to see. So Cantlay and Scheffler uh, share the top honors here in terms of average. Uh, both of them scoring 79 fantasy points. Scotty Scheffler uh, was able to obtain that. Uh, attain that feat in in one additional start compared to Patrick Cantlay. Then you have Xander Shoffley, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Tom Kim, only 10 starts. And these are all of golfers. Uh, all of these golfers had to have at least 10 starts to make this list. Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris. I'm stopping there for a reason. Those were basically your G1s, your number one golfers, right? So, what would this be in fantasy football? Oh, your your QB1, right? A QB1 would be the top 8 or 10 or 12, however many teams in your league there are. They are a QB1. So let's build out the verbiage here. 
those are your G1s. Those are your guys that finish, you know, of uh, in a standard eight-team league as the top eight golfers from last year. So, again, Cantlay, Scheffler, Shoffley, Rory, Rom, Tom Kim snuck in there because of averages, Justin Thomas, and Will Zalatoris. Those are the eight. Those are your eight G1s, and we'll go through G2s and G3s and so on. Um, but, you know, let that sink in. Let that understand. Now, if you're playing in a 10-team league or a 12-team league, you you would include Shane Lowry and Joaquin Neiman and Tony Finau and Cam Smith. Obviously, some of those guys now play on live. That's a topic for another conversation. So we are, we are going to have a lot of fun over the course of the next seven weeks or so. And then, obviously, moving forward once these things actually start up. So to have a G1 season, you in 2022, you needed to score on average uh, 72 or more fantasy points. So Will Zaltoris was number eight, 72.29. Shane Lowry was 72 on the dot. He would have been G9, uh, golfer nine overall. So uh, that is the way you need to look at this. So, okay, so so if you're averaging 72 or more points, that is kind of the elite of the elite. Let's go down to the bottom. So there's going to be 96 golfers drafted in most of these leagues. That's uh, 12 golfers times eight. So if you go down to 96th, um, that would have been Vince Whaley. Vince Whaley averaged 50 two fantasy points last season. And there's a lot of guys who are in the fifties here. So 52.71 is what Vince Whaley got. He would have been 96. So basically your draftable golfers are the ones who can average 52 fantasy points or more that gets them into the conversation of, you know, okay, he'd be, he'd be in here, but Grayson Sig, he'd be a, a round 12 guy. Right, based on his production in 2022, he would have been around 12 target for you. So, uh, if we're going just based on averages, volume is going to come in here into play here in a second. But um, again, we're building this out. So now, okay, so those are the guys that fill out your roster. Well, you're only playing six golfers a week, so we've got to cut this in half. So we can't say 96 anymore. We've got to go down to 48. Right, that is six times 12. No, it's got to be more than that. Sorry, six times eight. There's eight teams. I'm, I, we're doing this together, right? We are learning through this together. I'm going to make mistakes. Um, I will do my best to always correct them. So eight golfers times six starters is 48. So we go to the 48th spot of 2022. Um, that was a tie. It was basically Johnny Vegas and Mark Hubbard. They averaged 58 fantasy points a game. So that's a small little gap, right? From from someone who is just rosterable to someone who is a starter is only six fantasy points. And then from someone who is a starter to absolute elite top end talent, it's from 58 to 72. So that's only 14 points on average. Okay. So that's that's the gap. It's it's pretty tight. Those are what you're looking for in terms of elite golfers, G1s, your your starters, your top 48, and then guys that can actually make your roster, which would be end, end up being the top 96. Because golf is so weird, we're going to have uh, some, some other considerations. We're going to have the volume consideration, guys that played a lot more than others, and we're going to have a conversation around boom or bust weeks. Let's start with volume because if we actually start sorting this last year by just pure 
total number of points, it is not Scotty Scheffler. It is not Patrick Cantlay. It is not Xander Shoffley or John Rahm. They did not play enough. The king of the 2022 fantasy season in terms of total points scored, Sahith Tagala. He played 24 times, 24 qualifying starts, averaged 67 fantasy points. That is nearly 1,700 fantasy points for the season, 1,696. If you're watching on YouTube, you are looking at um, you're looking at his uh, data logs here. Not a single win on the resume, right? A runner-up, a third-place finish, a fifth-place finish. Uh, twice, he scored at least 100 fantasy points. He scored in the 80s an additional five more times. He had a couple of bus weeks. We'll talk about those in, in a second, but he was kind of the undisputed volume king. So as we start to get to draft coverage uh, later in the later in this, this offseason, we're going to have to decide where do these guys become valuable or more valuable. You know, should you just take Sahith number one? No, pr- probably not. Right, probably not. I think he'll be he'll be very valuable, or guys like him will be very valuable. But you probably shouldn't take him number one. But I do think you're probably going to end up taking him a lot earlier than you would anticipate. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but in terms of raw fantasy scoring, your top eight, your G ones in terms of raw scoring were Sahith, Tony Finau, Adam Svensson, Davis Riley, Scotty Scheffler. Impressive to get into both of those categories. JT Poston, Cam Young, Scott Stallings. Okay. So those are your volume scores from the 2022 season when you're talking about total points being scored. Nobody played more than 25 uh, qualifying starts. Adam Shank, Brian Stewart. Those are the two. They both averaged 40 fantasy points, 40 and 42 fantasy points. Um, they would have been down, you know, near the very, very bottom of the, uh, you know, the rankings here in terms of average. You know, these are guys that they played often, but they, they busted often. So Adam Shank had 25 starts, um, only twice did he score what I've defined as a boom? More on that in a second. And 15 bust weeks. So while the volume was there, Adam Shank was probably not a guy that won you many matchups, if if any. Because uh, the weeks that he did play well, he probably would have been unstartable. Uh, and he only had two weeks where he was really a boom guy. So there is a balance here. Uh, volume is great, but if you're never having those pop weeks, if you're never startable, it, it is hard to ever realize those fantasy points. So let's talk about boomer bust. And these are the things that I think are, are going to evolve over time. Uh, the way that I have this set up right now is a boom week. I think it, to me that's a that's a big week. That's a high end week. You had to gain gain thirty fantasy points on the field. So that means if the field average was fifty, you had to score eighty or more for that to be a boom week. A bust week would have been anyone just losing fantasy points. If you just lost fantasy points, it was a bust. And I I went back and forth on that because I was like, well, you know. Shouldn't it be you lose 30 fantasy points to the field, but that that like never happens. And if you miss the cut, you're definitely a bust, 
right? That that seems fair. And if you're if you're a startable golfer inside the top 48, um, you should be gaining fantasy points on the field. So I said, if you lost, if you lost, that was a bust week. So let's look at this. Um, Cantlay and Scheffler are are just tied together here. So not only were they the two highest averages, 79 apiece, but they each had 11 boom weeks. And no surprise for Scotty Scheffler, right? So let's look at Patrick Cantlay. I mean, Patrick Cantlay scored over 100 fantasy points on six different occasions. He scored in the 90s twice more, and those were at the Memorial and the Open. So obviously scoring being a little bit more difficult generally, although the, the Open this year was um, was was a birdie fest, but you, you get my you get my drift here because it is relative to field average. So both of these guys with 11 boom weeks. Well, let's sort by the biggest boomers of 2022, and I want to find somebody who doesn't have an average. Okay, Scott Stallings is the perfect boomer bust guy. Scott Stallings in 2022 was probably a very valuable fantasy option. He only scored on average, 58 points a week. He would have been the 49th ranked golfer in terms of averages, but he boomed eight times. As many as Tony Finau and Xander Shoffley and Mav McNeely and Max Homa and Justin Thomas and Cam Young. Now, he busted 10 times, way more than those other guys. But this is the type of stat profile that can actually win you weeks and can actually make Scott Stallings startable. Because look at these events that he boomed in. Uh, Byron Nelson, you could have started him at Byron Nelson. John Deere, you could have started him there. Rocket Mortgage, um, Travelers, Charles Schwab. These are not super strong fields. There was a couple in there, like the BMW Championship. You probably would not have started Scott Stallings. Uh, you know, even Phoenix, which was a, just a great field. You probably would not have started Scott Stallings. But the fact that he maybe he could have been your sixth guy in Phoenix, right? I, I mean, he could have been guy 48 for you. Um Overall, so so this that that profile to me is one that is really exciting, and these are the guys that I believe you're going to want to fill out your your roster with, not the guys that are never boom, uh, never bust. So let's let's find let's find some you know some guys who scored a lot of points that never really boomed. Wyndham Clark, Wyndham Clark played 23 times. Um, golfer 65 in terms of average, three booms, nine busts, just, you just didn't get anything out of them, right? This is not exciting. This is, this is nothing. Um, that's hard to roster. Even, I mean, Denny did a little bit better, right? Denny played 21 times, five booms, six busts. That's a little bit better, but there are some of these that are just really difficult to, to get excited about. KH Lee was another. Now, his one boom was like the greatest fantasy week of the year, which was 140 points. He, if you played him at the Byron Nelson, which you could, which you conceivably you could have, because it was a title defense, right? That um you would you could have played him there and you could have gotten that winning week from him. But that's probably the only good week that you got from a startable KH Lee all year long because you probably wouldn't have played him at the bmw championship you might have played him at the travelers you fedex st jude probably not phoenix probably not so would have been pretty hard to play him so i I think it's important to realize there are some boom weeks there are some bust weeks and a lot of these guys um you know if you're getting to 58 fantasy points a week there's like a million different ways to get there we'll do deep dives on individual players and draft and all that stuff but i'm just stream of conscious right now. Let me show you a couple of other items. Um, 
let, let's put some, some of this into historical context. So what I have here are uh, basically the best seasons ever. And there's a couple ways to look at this uh, in terms of pure fantasy points. The, the, the greatest season since I have this on record. So I have six years of fantasy data in the system right now. I'll try to add more, but I've got six years. So that goes back to 2017. The greatest year we've seen during that time is Sung Jay's 2019. He scored 1,852 fantasy points. He averaged 65 each week. He had 10 booms and he still had seven busts for the greatest week we ever saw. Now that was the greatest year we saw. Now that's pure volume. Sahith's 2022, the one that just ended, the second best season in total fantasy points. Charlie Hoffman 2017 is up there. Sung Jay did it again. 2021. Uh, was the fourth best season ever. JT Poston, Chris Kirk, uh, that's 19 and 18 respectively. You can see if you're watching on, on YouTube here. But that's that's in terms of raw points. So basically, an absolute all-time elite uh, raw points season would be about 1,500 fantasy points. 1,500 fantasy points would be the top four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons ever. So nine such seasons over the last six years, that feels pretty much elite to me. 1,500 points or so, 1,400 is very, very good, um, very, very high-end stuff. On the averages, the greatest average season that we've seen was Rory's 2019. He only played 15 times. He scored nearly 1,400 points. He had 88 fantasy points on average, 11 booms, two busts, 11 out of 15. 11 out of 15, the unbelievable season. DJ's 2018, Justin Rose's 2018, and Justin Thomas's 2018 are all up there as well. Jordan Spieth's uh, 2017, and then a couple of 2019 seasons from JT and Brooks Kepka are, are elite as well. Um, on the right-hand side of the screen, I kind of wanted to go year over year here. Of, of the data that I have tracked, so six full seasons here, the most prolific fantasy scorer during that time is Tony Finau. He scored 7,984 points over six seasons. He has scored um, at least 1,400 points twice. He lives between basically 13, 1,200 and 1,500. It's phenomenal stuff. He plays a lot, and he plays really, really well. Jordan Spieth, Brian Harmon, Patrick Reed, Hideki Matsuyama round out the top five here. But you'll see, obviously, Reed and Hideki... Um, for two different reasons, Hideki didn't have a good 2022. Patrick Reed leave, living for leaving for live uh, hurt their 2022s, which were obviously going to hurt their totals in general. But if you are breaking through that kind of 1,200 point mark, whether it is via volume or because you're really good, um, that's that's kind of some of the benchmarks that were that we're looking towards. Um, let me pull a couple of these guys and we'll look into their into their seasons just a little bit further. Oh, before I do that, I did whip up this chart here, which is just uh, very, very simple. Across the x-axis is is fantasy points. Across the y-axis is how many starts they made. So you kind of want guys in the upper right-hand column, right? You, you know, Sahith is towards the upper right, averaging 67 in 24 starts. Here's uh, Patrick Cantlay, 79, way out there, but only 16 starts. So, you know, th this is kind of an interesting little chart. Again, I already pointed out Brian Stewart and Adam Shank, who are at the top end of starts, but just never earning you enough points. So this this uh, up to the upper right hand quadrant of Adam Svensson and Sahith and Davis Riley and Finau and Cam Young and Corey Connors and even Brian Armit, like that's a really high end side to live on of this quadrant. Okay, let's look at a couple of golfers here.
you know, let's look at John Rahm. You know, John Rahm had 15 starts, um, and you would have started John Rahm every single week that you had him, right? So you had 15 starts, zero bus weeks, which is great, right? You know, he never once lost fantasy points to the field in qualifying starts. Uh, he had six boom weeks, which is one more than Tom Kim in five more starts. So as as far as elite guys go, um, Rom did not have a good boom year for fantasy points, but he never broke you, right? He was, he was always consistently in the mix, uh, you know, if he was your number one or number two overall pick, did you feel like you got enough out of him? Probably not. You, but we're splitting hairs here at the moment. Um, let's look at some of the more volatile high-end scores. You know, let's look at, I mean, Sahit. Sahit's probably a really good example, right? Number one in total points, seven booms, four busts. It would have been a matter of, did you get his weeks correct? Right? Would you have always been able to start Sahith as you watched him break you four times, knowing that the upside is there? That's where the week in, week out strategy and decision making would have come into play. Would you have played him at the Travelers? Would you have played him in Phoenix? It's it's that's the week in, week out stuff. Max Homa was phenomenal. Um, eight booms, only three bust weeks, and averaged you uh, 66 fantasy points. He was eight golfer 18 overall in average, but had more boom weeks than Rory McIlroy did. Now he played twice more. Um, he had as many boom weeks as, I mean, he basically had a very similar stat line to Justin Thomas. They both played 16 times. They both had eight boom weeks. They both had three weeks that broke you. Now the, the total averages, uh, Homa had eight fantasy points per week less than Justin Thomas, but Homa would have clearly been a really good value based on what his uh, what his ADP, what his draft position would have ended up being. So we can we can slice through this a million different ways, and we're going to right. We'll look at individual players. We will do kind of tiers. We'll do round by round stuff. I'm learning on the fly with you. I'm figuring out content for this on the fly with you. So if there is something you want to see, if there is a question you have, no matter how simple or complex it is, put it in the chat. Uh, tweet at me, Rick Run, at Rick Rungood. We'll figure this out together. I'll, uh, th- these, this data will be on my website, rickrungood.com. I'll, imp- I'll continue to expand it and improve it and all that stuff. But here we go. Season-long fantasy golf is here. It's a different mindset. I cannot wait to break into it with you. Best of luck. I'll talk to you soon.